More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, the art of bouncing back. Are you struggling with a setback or an obstacle? We want to help you overcome it and get back on track. Give us a call, 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical, theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, we're talking about resilience, the art of bouncing back. And in particular, we're focusing on those situations in your life or relationships that you find frustrating. Because when we feel frustrated, it's because we feel a little stuck. You know, we feel like, okay, there's this thing that I don't like that's happening either in my life or my relationships. And no matter what I do, it kind of keeps happening. (laughs) It might be a big thing. It might be a small thing, but it's a thing. And I'm not sure how to get past the thing. Well, the good news is there are some tips that we can give you that will help you approach whatever the thing is with new tools, with new insights, with new skills, and help you break through those barriers to success. So if you are struggling with a setback or an obstacle, we want to help you overcome it and get back on track. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. What's frustrating you? Today or in general, let us help you break through and find the ways to feel confident, successful, and live a more abundant life by getting that thing out of the way. 877-573-7825. Yeah, and sometimes we can think, there's no way, there's no way through this. We can't make this happen. It's just so frustrating. Whether that's a particular problem, a season of life, a little thing or a giant thing, you know, our seasons of life bring different struggles. When you have little tiny kids, everything can feel like a struggle on some days, but then when they're grown and gone and you're dealing with yourself, there are other struggles. There's work struggles. There's relationship struggles. There's all sorts of struggles in our lives. And it's very easy to feel so frustrated that we just want to give up or we just want to take to the bed and never come back out again. But sometimes there are little tiny steps that can start to just chip away at whatever is frustrating us and suddenly it all starts to fall into place with God's grace. Well, and and, you know, Another response that I think a lot of Catholics in particular have to feeling frustrated is to to try to engage in a genuinely 
good spiritual practice of, of quote unquote, offering it up. Of course. But, but here's the thing. All right? this, is, this is a common point of confusion. Yeah. Offering something up doesn't mean ignoring it or trying to pretend it's not really a problem. Because I run into that all the time in, in, the, in the pastoral counseling practice where, where clients will say, you know, I try to give it to God, I try to offer it up, but it just keeps coming back in my lap. And I just feel so frustrated. And what's wrong with me that I'm not a good enough Christian to not just trust God and be okay with the fact that this is not going well? And then we've got all that guilt and confusion heaped upon us on top of everything else we're dealing with. That's right. You know, so the thing is, offering it up doesn't mean trying to pretend it's not a problem or trying not to be frustrated with the situation. Offering something up means bringing it to God and saying, teach me how to respond to this thing, Lord, so that I can take this frustrating thing and use it to bear witness to your grace and power in my life. That's what offering it up means. Now, you know, and and so, you know, if you're feeling frustrated about something big or small in your life or your relationships, and and you've been trying to do the right thing by, you know, quote unquote, giving it to God, but you thought that meant that if you gave it to God successfully, you wouldn't be bothered by it anymore. That's not true. Because, you know, you're supposed to be bothered by bothersome things. <laughs> uh, but when we offer it to God, he, he walks us, he teaches us step by step how to respond to it. And that's what offering something up really means, especially when we're dealing with those challenging situations. So are you struggling with a personal or relationship challenge and you're not sure what that next step is? Are you feeling frustrated because your efforts to address the problem just don't seem to be working? Are you having a hard time knowing how to help someone that you care about get unstuck from their life and situations? Don't be discouraged. Let us help you bounce back and discover what it takes to overcome all the challenges you're facing with grace. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. 7825. We're taking your calls about whatever those situations are that are frustrating you in your life or relationships. We want to help you get unstuck and identify those next steps toward success. 877-573-7825. If you are listening to our More to Life podcast, you can still get your questions in via email. That address Questions at more2liferadio.com. That's with the number two. Questions at more2liferadio.com. Every day on More to Life, we unpack the theology of the body and what the theology of the body can teach us about the topic of the day. Um, For folks who aren't aware, the theology of the body was developed by St. John Paul, who gave a series of, of talks over the course of about five years when he was pope, Um, that looked at how we can discover God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships by reflecting prayerfully on God's design and creation. The theology of the body reminds us that although the world is fallen, God is working through us to rebuild his kingdom. That rebuilding starts in our lives and our relationships. Pope St. John Paul reminded us that focusing on what God created us to be is more important than focusing on what we are today. You know, we tend to get frustrated when we have to deal with persistent problems, the challenges of life, 
stressors. But when we look through the lens of the theology of the body, we can see that God is always giving us the grace we need to bounce back in the face of trials and respond in ways that help us make a positive difference through his grace. As Christians, we're called to do what, excuse me, we're called to do whatever we can to show the world that God's power is always working in us, especially when we're dealing with persistent problems, and that he's giving us the grace we need to make whatever challenge we're facing better, step by step. And you know, look, it's true that some days that work seems harder than others, but there are a few things we can draw from the theology of the body to be able to persevere, even when we start to doubt ourselves or or feel worn down or frustrated. First, we need to keep our eyes not just, what's in, uh, what, not just on what's in front of us, but rather on how God wants to work through us to make the situation into what he wants it to be. Second, we need to remember that it isn't all up to us. You know, we need to keep bringing the situation to God, not just once, but again and again until it's resolved, and ask him to help us discern the next small step. Third, we need to lean into virtue. In other words, the the spiritual strengths that God wants to give us. We need to prayerfully ask, Lord, what are the virtues or strengths that would help me overcome this challenge? And, And what would that look like to practice them? Finally, we need to look at failure, not as a closed door, but as the feedback that we need to be able to bring back that situation to prayer, which then leads us back through those steps until we find the solution. If we can work that process, then we can fulfill the promise that St. Paul makes in Romans 8.28, that to those who love God, all things work for the good. So that's what we're talking about today here, the idea of bouncing back, you know, not letting those frustrations, big or small, get us down, wear us down, or wear us out, but be able to bring them to God and, and, and ask him to teach us step by step how to respond to that thing, that, that, that irritating person, that, that frustrating part of ourselves that, that we don't like very much, that situation we keep running into at work or at church or in our personal lives. Whatever it is, we want to help you figure out what those next steps are overcome that frustration, break through the barriers, and start living a more graceful and abundant life. And if this sounds to you, and we're talking about you know, doing this spiritual work in your life that leads to the practical work in your life, if you're saying, no way, you don't know how down I am, how frustrated I am, how angry I am, how sad I am, first of all, let's just say right up front, your feelings are fine. This is not about putting on some mask, some, some happy face or some, you know, knight's armor and, and pretending that you're brave. This is about you taking to God, whatever those feelings are. Lord, I'm terrified. Lord, I'm so sad. I'm so hurt. I'm so confused. I'm so frustrated. Whatever that feeling is that's just mangling up your mind and and not letting you see what the next steps are, you start there and you bring that honestly to God. You pour out your heart, your concerns, your fears, your frustrations, and then you do these steps that we're talking about. 
where you're really taking this to God and saying, what's the next small step? Let me feel your grace. What virtues do I need to exercise? But you don't have to be all perfect and shiny or all, all you know, cinched in to begin to do this. In fact, the more honest you can be with God, the more he can work in your life. Give us a call today if you're struggling with a setback or an obstacle in your life or your relationships or you're trying to help somebody who's dealing with that in their own life and let us help you. Give us a call on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord and we'll start taking your questions. In the name of the Father, and the the Son, Son, and and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ. We find ourselves frustrated by so many things, situations in our life or relationships where we feel a little stuck or confused, uh, where we feel like the efforts we've expended to try to address that problem just aren't bearing the fruit we wish they were. And so we bring those situations to you right now, Lord, and we ask you to teach us how to respond to those challenges. Walk us step by step in your grace to the solutions that you would have so that we can take all the things that are frustrating us and use them to build your kingdom. Give us the perseverance, the fortitude, the strength, and the hope that we need to do the good work of cooperating with grace, with your grace in the face of all of those frustrating situations. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And in the name, in the name of the, the Father, Father, the Son, the Son and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the art of bouncing back. We're talking about those things, big or small, that are frustrating you in your life. And because when we feel frustrated, we feel kind of stuck. And God doesn't want you to be stuck. He wants to give you the grace that you need to walk you step by step through the challenges we're facing through those dark valleys, if you will, and into the solutions that he has in his heart for us. Let us help you discern those next steps. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. And again, if you're listening to the podcast, shoot your questions to us via email. The address questions at more2liferadio.com. Let's talk now with Tim, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio. Hi, Tim. Welcome to More to Life. What's your question for us? Tim, are you there? Tim, you're listening to your radio, so you're getting us on delay. So if you can turn down your radio, you'll hear us us clearly, and you'll hear us in real time, and we can talk. What's up? Okay, I turned my radio down. Um... Thanks. I've been in recovery before and had three years, but it was for the wrong reasons. It was for court. I got to do it for my son. Uh, this time around, mm. I hit what you want to call rock bottom. So I made it now to three months. Um, I still was doing that same rippling lifestyle, but doing it to go to massive AA meetings, mass, you know, just whatever I could to stay busy. Well, now I'm at a point where I'm working and not doing as many meetings and my son is like you're never around you know um and so i made a pact with him i shook his hand that i'd be there so i'm at like a confusing point today and really today where like he's like dad i want you home but yet i have work 
And I'm trying to time manage all these things. And it's really difficult with my high-functioning autistic son, who I homeschool, um, saying, you're never around. I'm sick of these AA meetings. I'm sick of you with your sponsor. I'm sick of, uh, I just want you home, you know, and I'm like kind of in a bind. Like, well, I'm supposed to work today and be gone for later, or should I just go home and be with him? You know, that financial insecurity, but yet I have my boy. So I'm kind of in a bind in the whole Okay. And, and one last thing is, is I'm, my spiritual mm-hmm. life, as my New Year's resolution, I'm trying to improve on that. So Good. Okay. That's it in a nutshell. All right. All right. Well, Tim, thank you so much for the call, and, and thank you for doing that, that hard work of, of, of maintaining your sobriety. And I realize that does take time and emotional energy, and it's really hard to be able to juggle all of that. So thank you for having the courage to, to face that battle. We've added you and your family to our More to Life prayer list. So, you know, I think every parent wishes they had you know more time in a day to do all the things that are important to do what i would suggest to you um is that both of your questions you know both uh, improving you know finding better balance in your life in general and also working on your spiritual life come down to the idea of creating rituals of connection little times throughout the day where you and your son can work and play and talk and pray together even for 10 minutes at a time Right. So uh, what I mean by what I mean by that, a work ritual, for example, might mean doing the dishes together. And while you're doing the dishes together, you're talking about the day and you're talking about the ways that God has shown up for you guys. And, and, and you're talking about what kinds of things you might be able to do that evening to make some small connection. Maybe playing. Uh, so that's work. Play. You know, maybe taking 10 minutes to play a couple of hands of Uno or taking a walk or and that's really vital when you're homeschooling a child because all of us who have done that, we can get caught up in, well, I was with him the whole time I was doing his homework or doing his, you know, a school assignment or whatever that is that you're doing to help homeschool your, your child and be there. But that is teacher role. You need to have that father-son time to have that few minutes a day to play that has nothing to do with a school thing. Uh, talk, talk rituals include, you know, dinner time uh, when your conversations where you're talking about, for example, what we call thorns and roses, the highs and lows of the day. And, and you know, you, you know, maybe that takes ten or fifteen minutes, but you're, but you're having a conversation about what was the best part, what was the worst part, you know, and you're really connecting around that time. You're not just doing, you're not just shoving food in your face. You're actually creating a ritual of connection for talking. Turning off the devices. Turning off the TV that might be running in the background and just having that connection together. And a ritual that helps you pray together. And that, that could be simple things like a, a brief morning prayer, giving each giving him a blessing every day, making the sign of the cross on his head and, and telling asking him you know, to asking God to bless him and, and show him how much he loves him and be with him through the day and help you show him how much he love you love him too. Um, you know, there. You, you, but what I want you to do is talk with your son about it, okay? I want you to say, I, look, I'd like to make some time every day to, to work and play and talk and pray together with you. I, I can't always give you all the time you want from me because I, I have to get healthy and I have to pay our bills. But I can, I make a promise to you that I can make some time to work or play, or work and play and talk and pray with you every day. What would you like, what are some things that we could do with those times? And get a sheet of paper and write, work, play, talk, pray on it, and, and identify with him, you know, two or three, five, ten, whatever, ideas of, of things that you could do. To, to, to kind of touch base on each of those categories, even in five or ten minutes a day. If, if, you, if, you, if you can get yourselves 20 minutes a day where you're doing those, not necessarily all at one block, right? You know, where you're doing five minutes of 
working together, five minutes of praying together, ten minutes of talking over dinner together. You know, it's doable, okay? But it's all about making that commitment, right? So yeah, yeah, our kids want all of us all the time, right? But if if we can at least show them that we're being intentional about making regular time to create those touchstones that enable us to at least maintain the basic relationship, and then then we can actually um, help them calm down about that plus that's going to help you address your spiritual goal here of creating that prayer time because you're praying with your son right now there are other things you can do to build on that but um, at least you've got that prayer together but i want to say tim no matter what don't miss those meetings and talk to your sponsor look online doesn't have to be the same meeting all the time. Can you do one during your lunch break so that you can get home after work? Can you do it early in the morning? Is there one online? Because a lot of those started during COVID and some of them are continuing. But don't miss your meetings because Keep the biggest up. gift you can give your son is a healthy, sober dad. Tim, thanks so much for the call. If there's more we can do to support you, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com or right here on the program. we got to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about whatever is frustrating you in your life or relationships. Let us help you get unfrustrated by getting unstuck, identifying those next steps toward the solutions you're seeking. 877-573-7825. Stick around. More to life. We'll be back with your calls after this. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. I often have people ask me, aren't you scared when you talk about the issues such as abortion or uh, all the different ideologies, especially the gender ideology? I say, I'm scared of what I don't say if I'm not using this platform that God gave me wisely and well. If I'm not sharing information with people, if I'm not sharing the truth of the Catholic faith, I'm going to be held accountable, as is any one of us who has a platform. And we all have a platform. The sizes and the extent are different, but every single person, especially if you have a computer and if you have a Facebook page or a Twitter account, you have a platform. And so we're all responsible to evangelize. And we may be fearful, but we move through that fear with trust that God is with us. He tells us he will give us the words. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today our show is titled The Art of Bouncing Back. We're talking about times when we feel frustrated about certain things in our life or relationships because we feel stuck 
and we're not sure what to do about it. We want to help you identify those next steps to break through the barriers and start living the more abundant life God has for you. Give us a call, 877-573-7825. We're talking now with Steve, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio. Hi, Steve. Welcome to More to Life. What's your question for us? Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 I was just driving to Cincinnati, and I was hearing the topic, and I'm like, boy, this is me. I mean, I just oh. felt stuck for over 20 years. Uh, I my, my father passed away when I was very, very young. I was raised with my mom. We went to Christian school, and I loved it there. But I never, ever had any type of role models or anybody to connect with to help me make those life decisions. And I, I go mm. through the motions. I'm like, I, I, like, where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? I'm, you know, I'm not married. I don't have kids. You know, that. But I just don't. I don't have a guide to 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 life. I have a great relationship with our Lord and Savior. I pray continually. I go to a great church. Uh, I have a ton of talent and gifts, but I still feel stuck. I'm just stuck in life. I'm like, where am I supposed okay. to be? What am I supposed to do? And Steve, I can really say I just want to like you know give you an emotional hug here because I too lost my dad when I was very very little. Kids who have lost a parent or both parents for some reason when they are young often feel this way, but it is going to be okay because you do have your relationship with God. He can step in and be your dad and guide you if you really open your heart to that. Now, you know, what you're really talking about here, it sounds like, um, is, is what's called discernment, right? How do we hear God's voice? How do we know what God is asking us to do? You know, what choices is he calling us to? What is, it, what is, it, what is he wanting us to be, right? And, you know, we all get stuck on that because we, 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 we kind of hope that God's going to tell us that in one big, you know, he's going to give us one big package with all of our, uh, you know, all the papers and blueprints that we need to build the life that, that we are called to live. It tends not to work that way, though. What God does, though, is speak to us through experience. Now, let me explain what I mean. Um, when something is happening to us, we're called to respond to that thing, well, first of all, by bringing it to God and asking him to teach us what to do, but then lean into three qualities, meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue. Now, Steve, I'm going to ask you to hang on over the break, because when I come back, I want to, I want to unpack those three qualities and how they're going to help you know what God's calling you to in every part of your life, step by step. But uh, like we have, to, we have to go to our hard break right now. So please, Steve, hang on. When we come back, I'll unpack what that means to lean into meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue, and how that's going to help you get unstuck. Stick around for more and more to life in your calls at 877-573-7825. Back in a minute. Where is the drama of prayer fully revealed? The Catholic Catechism tells us it is first revealed to us by observing Jesus Christ, the Word of God, in prayer. Then by hearing how he teaches us to pray in order to realize how he hears our prayer. Jesus learned to pray in his human heart under the guidance of his mother. He learns the rhythms of the prayers of his people in the synagogue at Nazareth and the temple in Jerusalem. But at the age of 12, he makes known that his prayer springs from an otherwise secret source, his relationship with God the Father. For example, he tells his earthly parents that he must be about his heavenly father's business. 
Luke's gospel emphasizes that before all the decisive moments of Jesus' mission, his baptism, his transfiguration, his passion, he prays, humbly committing his will to his fathers. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Father Benedict Groeschel. I usually am operating on the gifts of the Holy Spirit when I don't feel well, even when I'm annoyed, when I'm down and out. During my recovery from the automobile accident, immense numbers of people wrote to me and sent me emails, 50,000. And they told me how helpful they thought my talks on EWTN were to them. I'm delighted, but I want you to know I'm nobody's fool. The talks that were helpful, the sentences that were helpful, the phrases that were helpful came from the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And the styrofoam packaging came from me. I did that. And styrofoam doesn't amount to very much. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Hi, I'm Lisa Popcheck. When feeling attacked, judged, or misunderstood, our natural tendency is to react, to lash out and defend ourselves. We assume that the other person intends to be offensive, but even when it seems like someone is being purposefully antagonistic, we don't really know their true intentions. That's why charity and good psychology remind us that instead of reacting harshly, we can choose to be humble and give the other person the benefit of the doubt. That doesn't mean letting people walk all over us. It means that the best way to challenge an antagonistic person's bad behavior is to ask questions that clarify what they're trying to accomplish so that we can help them find kinder, more loving ways to get their point across and meet their needs. Clarifying questions don't accuse or challenge the other person. They hold up a mirror that forces the antagonistic person to ask themselves, is the way I'm acting really helping me get my needs met? To learn more graceful ways to deal with conflict, visit catholiccounselors.com or check out our book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People. Welcome back. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, the art of bouncing back. We're talking about those times when we're feeling frustrated or feeling a little stuck, not sure quite what to do. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. 7825. Before the break, we were talking with Steve from Ohio, who was sharing that, you know, his father passed away when he was young, and because of that, he didn't doesn't feel like he had a role model, uh, and tends to feel stuck in in his life. He he doesn't have he's not married, doesn't have kids. He he's constantly struggling to know what he should do or where he should go. Steve, is that a fair summary of of kind of where what your situation is? Uh, yeah, that was it. I mean, I just I I. I I'm very superficial with with joy. I'm like I'm like I pretend a lot, but there's nothing at the end of the day. I was like, well, you know, 
that didn't really make me happy. I just, I'm just stuck. I just don't know where I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to do. Or there's gotcha. Just, I'm just stuck. <laughs> All right, so 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 you know what we were starting to say before the break. Two things. First of all, you know, I, I want you to cultivate your relationship with your heavenly Father, and and what I mean by that is is bringing these things to Him every day, and specifically saying, okay, you know, Dad, <laughs> teach me what to do. You know, Jesus told us to call our Father Abba, right? Which basically in Hebrew means Daddy, right? And so you know. Dad, teach me what to do about this. Show me how to live the life that you have for me. What does it mean to respond to this challenge in a way that would glorify you, that would help me be my best self, that would help me work for the good of others? Right? So really be thinking about your life in that lens and, and going to your Heavenly Father and asking Him to teach you. Now, I said before the break that, that sometimes we have a hard time hearing what God's saying, and we can learn to listen to Him better when we lean into three qualities, meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue. Now, what do I mean by that? Meaningfulness refers to our ability to use our gifts and talents to make a positive difference in some even small way in whatever situation we're facing. Now, if when we're not doing, when we're not leaning into meaningfulness, we have a tendency to feel powerless, like there's nothing we could do to contribute positively to the situation. So the more we lean into that meaningfulness, we use the gifts God has given us to be a blessing to others, to make a positive difference. And Steve, this is very life-changing because most of us, especially when we're in the pattern that you're in, but most of us kind of go around saying, well, you know, how can I feel happier? How can I be more joyful? As you're saying, you're pretending sort of throughout the day problem is is that we end up focusing on ourselves so much and it's good to focus on ourselves to a point so that we can really help you know form ourselves but when we say to ourselves that that first question how can I make a positive difference in this situation and that can be anything that can be with people you're just smiling at somebody you get a smile back but you know you made their day a little bit better you hold the door open for them but it can be things that you won't actually see people. I'm literally, you know, wiping down the bathroom sink before you leave a public bathroom so that it's not, you know, soaking wet for the next person. Your mind is attuned to, in this very moment, what can I do to make somebody's life a little bit better, the situation a little bit better, either, you know, that I can see right now or that I'm, you know, planting a seed later on. When you're doing that, you're starting to think of others, you're being more effective, and that will start sort of unclogging that channel of how do I know I'm effective? How do I know what I do in life is meaningful to others and myself? You know, we're, Christians are called to be God's gift to others, and, and by leading that meaningful life in, the, in those very small ways that Lisa was just describing uh, is, is the first step toward identifying that, that, that way to be a gift to others. Secondly, intimacy. You know, we are, we are created for communion, not just in this life, but in the next. This life is meant to be an opportunity for us to learn what it means to live in communion with others. And so intimacy, leaning into intimacy means asking ourselves, what can I do to draw closer to the people in my life, to be, um, to be more vulnerable in healthy ways with the people in my life, to make my relationships stronger and healthier and godlier in some way. Sometimes that means being more open and vulnerable. Sometimes that means setting boundaries. But in, but in all things, you're always asking yourself and, and praying 
to, to, your, to your Heavenly Father, what is one small thing I can do to draw closer to the people in my life to make my relationships healthier or stronger or godlier? And again, this is not necessarily big picture, right? This isn't, where can I go to meet a nice woman that I might want to marry? This is building all of those relationships a little bit more. So if there's somebody at work that, you know, you... you you pack your lunch and you bring, you know, an extra dessert or something and you get, you know, hey, would you like some of this? I have extra. Make it a little bit better. You ask about that person's day so you connect a little bit better. And then you move on and you do the same kind of thing with the next person at work or the next person at church. Don't think big picture. I have to get all my relationships settled right now. No, just with all the little things you can do to make those relationships a little stronger, a little deeper, a little bit healthier, no matter how big or small those relationships are. Um, Thirdly, virtue. How can I respond to any situation in a way that would allow me to become a stronger, healthier, godlier person? That's what virtue is all about, right? So when this this situation happens, instead of saying, ah, here's one, one more thing that I have to deal with, Look at it and say, okay, God has given me an opportunity to grow in strength and virtue here. What is he asking? How is he asking me to respond to this in a way that will help me be um, my best self, that will help me grow in some way, learn something new, respond to this challenge in a stronger way? The more we lean into those three qualities of meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue, those are the three qualities that an abundant life is made up of. And, And when we have a good godly role model, you know, which you say you didn't have because your father passed away. Um, what, what, if we had that godly role model, they would show us how to live a more meaningful, intimate, and virtuous life. But just because you didn't have that doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means that you have to look at those qualities constantly in your head and you decide prayerfully what it means to make a meaningful, intimate, or virtuous response to the thing that's in front of you right now. And one of the things that you can ask yourself is, if I had on earth the perfect dad if my dad had lived or if i had had somebody who was my role model my whole life what would i have wanted them to do for me chances are you what they it fit into these three categories of what you wanted them to show you how to do and help you start asking god to show you how to do that and do it for yourself so live into that desire that God has placed in your heart for that formation. Live into it. Be the kind of person, step by step, that you wish somebody had shown you how to be. And eventually you're going to be able to be that role model for somebody else. And you'll feel right about yourself. So take this step by step, focusing on these three virtues of meaningfulness, intimacy, and living into the virtues that you need in those moments. And take it step by step throughout each day. And a nice thing to do at the end of the day is actually keep a list of those three things and just write down what's one thing today that I did to make a situation more meaningful. What's one thing I did to connect with another person or put boundaries around a relationship that needed some boundaries what's one virtue that i lived out that wasn't just coming to me right away or maybe it did and you can feel strong about that 
but that maybe I had to try a little bit, but I managed to live out today. Make that list. You'll begin to see that God is forming you the way you're asking him to form you. Finally, if you'd like to develop this a bit more, our book, The Life God Wants You to Have, uh, is all about applying this meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue in your life. So check that out at catholiccounselors.com or wherever books are sold. Again, that's The Life God Wants You to Have, Discovering the Divine Plan When Human Plans Fail. All right, with that, we have to go to break, but as we head out, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. You know, here St. Paul is reminding us that as Christians, no matter what happens to us, God wants to work through us to make that situation into what he wants it to be, to use us to show God's power and grace to the world, even in the face of those frustrating situations that make us feel stuck or confused or persecuted or picked on. In all of those situations, we can be more than overcomers through God's grace if we do the kinds of things we're talking about in today's show. Well, that's all nice to say, but how does it apply in your life? Well, give us a call. Let's talk it out together. Today's show is The Art of Bouncing Back, and we are helping you figure out how to respond to those frustrating situations in your life or relationships in a way that enables you to break through those barriers and start living that abundant life God's calling you to. The number again, 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. You can also... Send your questions to us via email if you're listening to the More to Life podcast that addresses questions at moretoliferadio.com. That's with the number two, questions at moretoliferadio.com. We'll be back with your questions about getting unstuck in those circumstances in which you find yourself feeling frustrated. In just a minute, stick around. CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. It's been nine presidential elections that I've been on the air, and I've been watching Christians engage the culture around us. In almost every campaign year, candidates urge us to take back America. This is about as tired a phrase as you can find. And yet, with each election, the command to take back America reappears. We seem to think that America's problem that we have to correct is go back to a different idea of the budget or a different foreign policy or new regulatory reform. I'd argue that America's biggest problem is this act of idolatry that has allowed us to turn the emphasis on ordered liberty into a preoccupation with personal and individual autonomy. I'd go further and say that any attempt to take back America or make America great again that does not attack the idolatry of individual autonomy is doomed to failure. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, 
Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. So glad to be with you today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled The Art of Bouncing Back. We're talking about resilience. When we feel frustrated about a situation in our life or relationships, how do we respond to it in a way that stops us from feeling hopeless or stuck? Let us help you break through those barriers and start living the life that God's calling you to. 877-573-7825. Before we go to our next caller, we want to send out congratulations to another member of the EWTN radio family. Christ Our King Radio in Louisiana is celebrating 12 years with us with three AM and FM stations serving Lafayette, Kaplan, and Opelousa. Congratulations to Anne Maria Moulton and her great team at Christ Our King Radio from all of your friends here at EWTN Radio. And folks, remember, please, wherever you're listening to EWTN, remember to support your local EWTN Catholic Radio affiliate First of all, with your prayers, certainly, but also with your financial support. Let's keep EWTN Radio going strong for decades to come so we can keep supporting you and living a more faithful, joyful, and abundant life. With that, let's take our next call. Lisa, who's up? We're going to Bill and Beverly, who are listening to EWTN Radio in Florida. We'll see how we can do this with two folks. Bill and Beverly, welcome to More to Life. What's your question for us? Oh, doctor, thank you so much. We're, um, well, I'm probably frustrated more than uh, Beverly. <laughs> We're, uh, our son is, um, is having a difficult time. He's at a place where they're, uh, he's been be- being cared for since August in um, for schizophrenia and de- delusional thoughts. And it's just frustrating for me because I see a young man that graduated from a prestigious college in three years, worked his tail off, um, just a, a good, strong guy, yet now um, frustrated that um, Beverly says that I'm in denial, and I am, doctor. So just we're, we're going to see him again on Thursday. We're so uh, happy about that, but it's been... It's been tough, I think, more so on me than not seeing him and and going through this um, frustration. So, this so is how, such a difficult diagnosis. Yeah, it's how, so difficult. For how me. can we help you specifically today? Like, what what particularly are you looking for from from on this call? Well, I guess to uh, somehow to get through in a Catholic way the frustration. Maybe there's uh, that that I'm uh, reaching to better places and. Um, and just understanding and uh, maybe more so for acceptance mm-hmm. in prayer. Okay. But I guess I'm looking for answers, Dr. Popchak, where, wherever mm-hmm. potentially they can be found. I think we've got a great team, a great clinician, great advocates, a great doctor there. And uh, so I suppose I have to get out of denial, but I see glimpses of our son's uh, strength and um 
vernacular and conversation and but uh, we also see uh delusions and pardon me for going on a bit. sure no no it's okay um how long has your son had this diagnosis uh august he uh went there. So this all just happened it's in august probably been going on yeah. Well, the actual diagnosis, yeah, was in August. But we went two years just believing it was a phase, being told it was a phase. I see. Mm. It's been going okay. on a while, but, yeah, the diagnosis, August. Okay. I just wanted to get a sense of how long you've been dealing with this, because it, it's a very hard thing to reckon with. I mean, you know, you, you know, you, like you said, you know, you, you raised a young man who was, you know, kind of a go-getter and who went to a great school and was doing really well, and then all of a sudden he hits this wall. It's really hard to understand, you know, who is my son now, and, and how do I relate to him, and, and, and how can I help him be his best, and what does that even mean at this point? Um, so, you know, there, there's going to be a journey here because this is all really fresh and you need to give yourself the time that you need to, to understand what's going on and what it would really mean to respond to this well. Um, you know, I'm glad to hear that you feel good about the treatment team because it can be really challenging to find a good group of people to really help your son deal with his diagnosis in an effective way. So the fact that you feel positively about that is a huge step. As much as you can be involved in his treatment, um, I would really encourage you to do so um, because, you know, being able to be part of the solution and, and doing some family therapy where you can work with that team to identify you know, what would it mean for you to support him? What kind of boundaries do you need to set that would be good for him? What, um, you know, what, 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 what can you reasonably expect from him uh, so that you can help him be accountable for those things but not have those expectations so high that he ends up not being able to meet them and then it causes tension in the relationship. So the more you can be involved in his treatment, um, even remotely, um, most therapists now will do um, you know, online uh, telehealth. Uh, and so the more you can be in contact with his team, the more you can be participating in his treatment, even remotely, the better. Um, I, I think that what you're going to be focusing on in your prayer life right now is, you know, Lord, teach me how to respond to my son in a way that will allow me to love him for who he is now and to help him be his best. As, as time moves forward and let me really be receptive to to where my son is at now what he needs from me now how I can love him now and what it would mean for me to to help support him in being his best self and as you pray and reflect on that and you continue to be involved in his treatment moving forward um, you know you're gonna have a better sense of, of what those things mean but the, but you know the hardest thing for any parent is, is to is to kind of give up those big goals that we have for our kids to say you know you know I, I had all these visions of what he was going to be and all the things he was going to do and now all that's kind of called into question and I don't I don't know what I don't know how severe this all is and whether he can do those things or not but but you're going to be able to identify new expectations for him based on who he is now what he needs from you now to 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 to, to feel loved by you and supported by you and in time you're going to start to see what he can do the, through your love and, and the, the good treatment and God's grace, but you know you, it's it's going to be really important for you to to kind of take your focus off of that old plan and put it on who he is now and what he needs to feel loved by you now. And I think it's very important when you're going through something like this because it's it happens in stages. You're dealing with the revelations in stages through through your medical team. 
it is going to be important for the two of you to get into your own counseling and preferably pastoral counseling with with somebody who's licensed because this is a grief you have to go through the grief process of wow this is a different as greg was saying a different vision of the future of our family life than we thought we had you need guidance through that so you can grieve in an effective way that helps you be the best person the best spouses the best parents that you can be in this situation and also so that you can learn how to be there for each other so you don't end up letting the stress and the concerns of this eat away at your marriage but that you can grow even closer to each other through everything you're going through all right and if there's more that we can do to support you guys don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com because we'd be happy to walk with you through this this really challenging time in your lives Bill and Beverly, thank you so much for your call. We've added you guys, especially your son, to our More to Life prayer list. And if there is more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to either reach out to us here on the show or call us at Catholic Council, reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com to learn more about what we can do through our pastoral telecounseling practice to support you through this journey. As we're heading into the final few minutes of the program, I just wanted to repeat something that I said earlier about you know the idea of offering it up. Again, when we're feeling frustrated about something in our life or relationships, whatever it is, you know, that, that, that old Catholic practice of offering it up often comes to mind. Um, and we do that thinking that what it means is that somehow we should be able to pretend that this is not a problem or it's not bothering us or everything's going to be fine. Um, and that's not what offering it up means. Offering it up doesn't mean stop worrying about it, stop thinking about it, stop trying to do anything about it. What it means is bringing it to God and saying, Lord, teach me what the next step is. Show me how I can glorify you in this situation by responding to this challenge in a meaningful, intimate, and virtuous way, like we were talking about with our previous caller, right? The more we lean into meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue in the face of the challenges we encounter, the frustrations that we face, the more we are letting God's will be done in our lives. Because again, meaningfulness is rooted in the theology of the body idea that we were created to be a gift and that everything God gives us uh, as, as far as our talents, our treasure, our, our abilities, even our bodies, are meant to be helping us work for the good of others. And the more we do that, the more we see that our life becomes meaningful because we can make a positive difference in everything we face. The second quality, intimacy. The more we work to build strong relationships, strong supportive networks, make our relationships healthier, deeper, stronger, sometimes by setting boundaries, other times by being more vulnerable, the more we lean into the fact that God created us for communion and we avail ourselves of the support that God wants to give us through the people he's placed in our lives. And finally, virtue. How can I respond to this in a way that will help me be my best self? What would that even mean? What qualities, what virtues uh, can I use to really grow through this situation, to learn something new about myself and, and what I can accomplish through God's grace. The more I face whatever I'm encountering, whatever frustration I'm in the middle of, by leaning into meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue, the more I am living out that healthy, authentic sense of offering it up because I'm bringing that situation to God and asking him to teach me how to use that frustrating situation in a way that glorifies him helps me be my best self, and enables me to work for the good of everybody around me. Again, we talk about all of this in my book, The Life God Wants You to Have, which is all about discovering the divine plan when human plans fail. Check that out at catholiccounselors.com. Again, that's 
that's that's a life God wants you to have, discovering the divine plan when human plans fail at catholiccounselors.com. While you're there, learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life through the light of God's grace. Check it out and get out there and celebrate the life God has for you, because with His grace, there is so much more to life. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.